In studio and the stressless this morning is Jamie Oley with the Forest Service. Jamie, good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you very much for coming in today. I appreciate it. And welcome to your new year. So we've got lots of things happening this time of, of year. And the pile burning is something that uh, is weather dependent like the, the other burns we have around the year. But we're getting the weather is allowing you to do this now, right? Yeah, we're still uh, continuing our pile burning operations across the Deschutes National Forest. I'm sure folks have seen some of the smoke west of Bend. That's been the area that we've been primarily burning kind of off of Skyliners Road in that area. So folks can anticipate that we'll continue that work probably throughout January. And again, as conditions are favorable. How do these burns in the winter differ from the burns in the spring? So this is what we call pile burning. So if you're out in the forest, you might see some of those stacks of sticks, if you will. Um, anything from a small, you know, about 10 by 10 size, all the way up to what we call a landing pile, which is a larger pile about the size of a house. And so this is leftover material after we've come through and done mowing, mastication, and thinning work. And this is branches, limbs, things that aren't able to be used into wood and turned into wood products. So what we're doing and doing out there right now is we're, we're lighting those on fire. They burn down pretty quickly and consume and that sets us up for success to not only reduce hazardous fuels next to our communities but also prepare those areas for when we come in and do what people typically think of as our prescribed burning which is that understory burning that low intensity burning that we typically do in the spring and the fall here in central Oregon. Let's talk a little bit about the low snow conditions that we have right now. Has that been proven to be a, a a bit of a, uh, well, what are the things associated with low snow? I'm usually talking about big snow and that problems it causes, but low snow, what, what kind of difficulties does that cause? Yeah, a lot of our lower elevation areas that we would typically see, you know, at least some snow on, we, we haven't seen that yet this, this uh, winter so far. And so, you know, just a caution for folks who are out recreating you know it's been pretty rainy pretty wet and so if trails are muddy if roads are muddy we just ask that folks you know if it's too muddy don't use the trail maybe look at an alternative location to help protect the sustainability of that trail or that road are forest service roads plowed we do not plow or maintain forest service roads in the winter. And so, you know, that's a great note as we're thinking about our higher elevation locations or hopefully when we get some snow down here at the lower elevations, you know, if you're out traveling about, those roads aren't going to be maintained for winter driving conditions. So kind of the rule of thumb that we practice is, you know, if, if you hit about three inches of snow, might be best to turn around as those conditions are pretty unlikely to improve if you keep going. Okay, good. So for winter recreationists, that's a good tip. What else should they know? Yeah, you know, when you're out driving in the winter, it's really great to carry some of those essentials with you, you know, making sure that you have gas, you know, extra clothes, water, just in case, you know, you never know what you might encounter with those winter driving conditions. And like I mentioned, you know, since our roads aren't necessarily maintained or plowed, it's really best practice to not rely solely on a GPS unit or some type of travel device like that. They may not recognize that that Forest Service road isn't plowed or maintained or maybe closed for the winter. Um, so really sticking to those main arteries and using Oregon Trip Check to check conditions is a good stroke of luck before heading out. Yeah, that's a good idea. And for uh, uh, taking, uh, I guess, packing for it, how do you pack for uh, a trip out into the woods? Yeah, winter recreation is, you know, pretty similar to summer recreation that we want to pack all of our 10 essentials. We want to make sure that we have map, plenty of clothing, 
water, extra food, make sure you have a headlamp. Um, you know, really a good rule of thumb, particularly with these shorter days that we have in the winter, is to head out early and have a turnaround time. So maybe you didn't make it to your destination, but you know you're going to turn around at 2 p.m. regardless to make sure that you get back to the trailhead safely before dark. Good idea. We had the same discussion with the sheriff's office uh, last week and uh, much the same things, you know, mm -hmm. uh, go prepared because the winter, uh, winter weather can turn on you in an instant. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's really best practice to check the weather conditions before you head out there. But again, knowing that sometimes the weather is going to be different than what's forecasted and just being prepared with those essentials and making those decisions that help get you back safely to the trailhead. So we don't have to call on folks like our search and rescue and sheriff's department. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, uh, winter range closures that are in effect for deer and elk. Yeah, so there are four areas across the Deschutes National Forest where we have winter range closures in effect December 1st through March 31st. And these are just for motorized vehicles, and that would include snowmobiles um, and e-bikes. And they're prohibited in, in these areas to protect that winter range area. So winter range habitat is really a critical component for deer and elk. It's the places that they go to find food, forage, hiding cover during the winter months. And so if we can limit the disturbance to those uh, populations while they're out there, it helps them have a more successful winter and kind of conserve their energy um, as they make it through the winter. What about the migration? So, yeah, we typically see, you know, um, migrating deer in uh you know pretty extensive distances and this, these lower elevation areas are the places where they come to during the winter okay um there's also a winter program with uh, discover your forest i know they're they're basically a year-round operation aren't they yeah, so Discover Your Forest is the nonprofit partner of the Deschutes National Forest. And so this time of year up at Mount Bachelor, they have their Snowshoe with a Ranger program. Um, it's an awesome opportunity if you haven't taken part in it to learn about the winter ecology, the local landscape, the geology of the area. And these are free to the public. So, you know, you can head up there. Um, snowshoes are provided. Um, it's a great opportunity to go out as a family and, and learn a little bit more about our landscape. How do we... Uh, uh find out more about that yeah so snowshoe tours are uh every weekend um typically uh, january 6th through march 17th um and then typically daily when we have um holidays like the christmas and spring break holidays um tours are at 10 a.m and 1 p.m and they start out of the west village uh area at mount bachelor what are roving ski rangers so in addition to the snowshoe program, we also have roving ski rangers up there. Uh, they typically base off of Pine Martin Lift and Ski Blue Runs. They're just out and about. And if you see them, they would love to chat with you and share some of that winter ecology. Share about what you're seeing, you know, the different peaks, the landscape, the wildlife that you might see in the winter. Um, and they're just out and about. So you can just hop in and, and join them, ride the lift with them, get a little bit more information about the area. Okay. So we might see some smoke from pile burns. We might. Yeah. As this weather goes on. Do you send out text notices for those like you do some of the others? Typically for pile burning, we don't necessarily send out uh, a text alert uh, unless it's something, you know, really close or adjacent to communities. Um, otherwise, you can pretty much count them. Most days we're pile burning at least somewhere in the forest. Um, but centralorganfire.org is a great website to stay in tune to where that might be occurring. All right. Sounds good. Jamie Oley with the Forest Service, our guest here this morning on the KBND Morning News. Great to see you. Great to see you as well. Thank you so much. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.